At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland in the hizzy. How you doing, Kelly? You got lottery fever? Yeah, buddy. Let me tell you something. Happy Victor Wembenyama Day. Let's go. People can say what they want. I love the draft lottery. I love the draft. We on this show, if you've been a numbers game listener long enough, you know Tankapalooza back in the day, how we exploited that betting-wise. This day creates franchises. This day creates legacies. I have so much to say about all this. We'll get into the NBA draft lottery. Uh, some betting perspective, some not so betting perspective, but it's still just all fascinating to go back down memory lane with all this stuff. Drew Densick will be here momentarily to talk about the Nuggets and the Lakers and the Heat and the Celtics, not to mention his thoughts on the PGA, golf's second major of the year, coming up this week from Oak Hill. I got Rory, I got Scheffler. Those are my only two pre-flops for me. Uh, Sia Najad, same deal. We'll talk PGA with him as well a little later on, see if uh, the draft uh, of the NFL induced any bets for him uh, beyond the PGA. Paul Carr, Champions League, leg number two, semifinals. And Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha, kicking it with Chrissy a little later. Can I kick it? We got that music ready for him? Yeah? Maybe? Yeah, always. Okay, just curious. Um, let me ask you this. Can we do the Jeff Parle's wedding props later this week also? Can we do that? Yeah. Jeff Parlay, producer number five and nine, uh, five and eight, pardon me, Kelly, I almost stepped on your crown there. The Grover Cleveland producers of this show and, and VEASAN host, Holy matrimony this week, and you had a hand in creating some props. So we'll go through those later in the week. Yeah, as well. yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it Very on Friday. Exciting. We might be able yeah. to. We might be able to twist Jeff's arm and get him on the show for it. Live, may, live from Mizzou. Yeah, I may have talked to him about it already oh. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I told uh-huh. him it was a por- an important part of the wedding process was yes. for you to do a numbers game the day before. I, I did his show. Him and Ben Wilson were on the weekend. We went through them. So I, I had very strong thoughts on these. Are these available to bet, by the way, legally? No. No. Okay, no. just curious. <laughs> I am not booking any action on these, no. Um, <laughs> so let's talk. So the lottery is tonight. It precedes game one of the Western Conference Finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers. And you can bet on these things, right? DraftKings has all kinds of uh, props up in terms of, you know, who's going to be the number one pick. First of all, the prize, Victor Wimbayama. Victor Wimbanyama, the seven foot two, 19 year old Frenchman who Kelly and I, among others here in Vegas, went to see play uh, when he was in town over there in Henderson at the Dollar Center Loan Arena some months ago. And I think my comment afterwards was my mother could have walked in the gym and been like, yeah, they should pick him first. <laughs> he looks pretty good out there. Um, 
Dollar Sco- Loan Center. Get it right, Gil. Come on. What did I say? I don't know. The Dollar Center Loan Arena or something? I thought I said there? Dollar Loan Center Arena. What did I say? I oh, maybe I got it wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's where we saw. And uh, Scoot Henderson was playing that. He's, uh, he's the favorite to be the, or the short shot to be the number two pick in the draft as well. Mm-hmm. So the number one pick is prohibitive. You know, Wimanyama is minus 20,000 or whatever he is. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But this is, without question, people agree, this is the greatest NBA prospect since LeBron in 2003. And so the stakes are super high. And so there's no reason to bet on the number one pick because it's fait accompli, whoever gets it. Um, We're sitting at minus 20,000 right now. Yeah, I just said that, yeah. Number two, Scoot is, is the short shot. Some people believe Brandon Miller from Alabama will end up being the short shot for number two. I don't know. Like, I know people who have worked on a documentary that involves G League players, one of whom profiled is Scoot. They're like, his support system is awesome. He's a great kid, and he's built like a tank. So I don't know if you, if you want to pass on him in number two. But anyway, those are, those are the prize. Those are the big prizes, with Wimbanyama being the biggest of the bunch, of course, by a mile. Uh, it's huge. And so now, you know, the other things, though, that are available, I just want to sort of, I say this every year as a PSA going into the draft lottery. When we bet sports on any given night, the Lakers, Nuggets tonight, the, the Heat and the Celtics tomorrow, whatever event we're betting, you know, if people do it by models, they have their perceived odds, right? Rufus will come in here. Well, I have uh, Mito Pereira at uh, 79.7 to 1 as opposed to 60 to 1, so that's a bet for me, right? It's all perceived odds in your model. Rufus happens to be super smart about it, but still, it's perceived. It's what you've come up with on your own. These are actual odds when it comes to the NBA draft lottery. If you, if you trust, let me just keep brief caveat, if you trust that the NBA is above board on all this, which is, I guess, a, a preamble I should probably include in the sentence, then this is all actual odds. Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio, the three worst teams in the NBA by record this year, they all have a 14% chance to get the number one pick in the draft. By the way, they also have a 15.4% to get uh, in the top four but let's just focus on number one. They have a 14% chance, and then the Hornets, who finish with the fourth worst record, have a 12.5% chance, and then it goes, it cascades on down there throughout the lottery teams. But what I'm trying to get at is, if you are, you know, most of the bets, most of the props that are available are, who will get the, you know, will this team get the number one pick, or who will get the number one? Who will get the number two? Which team will get the number three? Just know that 14% probability you should be getting, beep, boop, 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 plus 615 right? And instead what you're getting is plus 550. So just know that this is one of these rare occurrences where it's all mathematics. And so just know if you're betting this, maybe you want to do it for fun, but if you're betting this, you're getting the worst of it by math. So that's the first thing you want to say about this. Um, But you know, if you want a little entertainment, okay. The other thing I just want to say about this is we are not getting to watch the lottery tonight. We don't ever get to watch the lottery. It's all misnamed. What we get to see is the lottery results. The lottery takes place behind closed doors before the broadcast. Do you know how this works, Kelly? Do you know how this actual lottery yeah, works? I mean, please walk us through it all again, because I remember reading the deep pieces like two years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want deep dive how the lottery works analysis, <laughs> you've, ridiculous. you've come to the right place. <laughs> so here's, by the way, the NBA, and I'm not lying about this, from their inception... When did the NBA start? The 1940s? From the beginning of this, of this league, this association, if you will, they've never figured out quite how to do the draft and how to end up with a first pick. I could do a whole history on it. Do you want a little history on it? Eh, sure, why not? We're, we're deep enough. 
So, like, when the league first started, it was just, you know, the worst team got the, uh, the, the, worst team got the first pick in the draft. The, the best team got the last pick. But there were some territorial rights things where, like, if there was a player from your region, this is before all of us were born, most of us, if there was a player from your region, you could, like, grab him and you'd forfeit your first-round pick. So there was that weird territorial thing. But anyway, in the 60s, they decided, okay, this is, like, mid-60s. They're like, we've got it. You ready for our innovation on how to get the number one pick in the draft? coin flip that's what we're gonna do <laughs> so literally when i was a kid kelly in night so in 1981 the rockets got to the nba finals they had moses malone they lose moses malone to the sixers he ends up winning a championship with the sixers uh the fo 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 sixers in, in 1983 and so the rockets the rule then when i was a kid was the worst team in the east and the worst team in the west get to flip a coin regardless of record for the number one pick in the draft so if you were the second worst team in your conference, you were out of luck. So the Rockets and the Pacers in 83 ended up with the same worst record. They were tanking away, both of them. They ended up with the worst. The Rockets won the coin flip. Literally a coin flipped once. They won it, and they got Ralph Sampson. What's really sad is, is how little we've come in 40 years. Listen, listen <laughs> to this. The next year, the next year, 84, this is the Jordan draft where Jordan ends up getting picked third. The Rockets, with Ralph Sampson, only are three games better, right? They end up with the worst record in the West. They were in the West. Uh, Indiana, again, with the worst record uh, in the East. But Indiana was actually three games worse. But again, that's the rule. They flip a coin. The Rockets win again. They get Akeem Olajuwon. And as we know, they end up winning two championships a decade later. By the way, these things take, take a while to manifest. But tanking and lotteries and picking first in the NBA, I'm telling you, this is like the biggest correlation thing ever. A lot of times it doesn't work out, but a lot of times it creates massive dynasties. So that's when in 85 they decided, all right, we can't do this coin flip thing. we got to come up with a lottery. That's what we're going to do. We'll prevent tanking. And so they did the envelopes thing. Basically, this in 85 they were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this innovative system where, you know, it's going to be the, the top. We're just going to do it. The, the teams, all the teams in the lottery, randomly thrown into a, a sphere with the envelopes. Then there was the whole, you know, New York Knicks conspiracy thing, the sealed envelope that, that Bill that Simmons. That was the first year they That did was the it? first year of the lottery, and the Knicks ended up getting Patrick okay. Ewing. Yeah. I and, know it's like the most famous lottery story, but. By the way, they did it for every pick in the lottery. They would just randomly select. So you had equal chance no matter who you were in the lottery. They did it 85 and 86, and then they were like, after two years, they're like, wait a minute. There's got to be a better way. So 87, they decided to wait it to the three worst teams. They started to give the three worst teams the best shot. And they did that in 87 and 88, and I think then after that, or 87, uh, 88, and 89, and after that, they were like, okay, let's wait it even more uh, towards <laughs> towards the, the worst teams. Anyway, you had all kinds of things that happened. So in 93, the Magic had one shot in 66, and they ended up getting the number one pick. They picked Chris Weber. They trade him to Golden State for Anthony Hardaway and like three first round picks. Orlando ended up getting to an NBA Finals, you know, with Anthony. Be Jordan when Jordan uh, came back for the baseball thing. So essentially, all those years, like in the, in the night. So by the way, ninety four and on, they decided what's weighted even more. And so from ninety four to twenty seventeen, the worst the worst team got twenty five percent of the ping pong balls. Through 2018, pardon me, if you remember on a numbers game, we did Tankapalooza. We do money line, we do brain dead money line parlays every night because we knew the prize was 25% of the ping pong balls and a chance to draft DeAndre Ayton. 
And the Phoenix Suns lost their last 27 games against other non-tanking teams, like Devin Booker with a strange hand injury. The Mavericks were, like, taking the whiskey and beret out at the end of games. Rick Carlisle was acting like he was mad. He was getting technicals. Everybody was trying to tank. Anyway, Phoenix ended up drafting DeAndre Ayton. You, you know the rest. It was only then that they went to this current system where, like, now we've got it. The worst three teams will be even. They'll all get 14% of the pink ball balls. And that's where we are now. And the play-in tournament, right? That helps. And the play-in tournament and all that. Well, hold on. There's so much more to this. So I'll, go, so I'll go through the process after the break. Drew will join us. Go through the process of how this actually manifests, and then we'll get to the games tonight. We'll also talk about the greatest tanking jobs in history and what they actually manifested for a few teams. What a day. This is awesome in the NBA. Legacies created. Dynasties, in fact. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Numbers game on v the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. With your state-issued ID to open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I'd like to apologize to the people at the Dollar Loan Center for botching the name of their arena. Uh, also, on, it's the home that Ben Wilson uh, built. That's okay, right. Come on. By the way, the only thing I got wrong on that history of the thing is that after 85 and 86, they still didn't wait it. They just did it for the first three picks, and then they did it reverse order of record four on to 13 or whatever it was at the time. But, yes, then only in 1990 did they go to weighted odds. They're like, I know. We'll actually give the worst teams a better chance. And then they kept adjusting that through time. Um, I don't know why that still seems to make the most sense to me. Like, I, I, don't, I if think, you wanted to do a lottery like top five and then scale it down from there, listen, they they finally have gotten it more or less as good as they're going to get it. Because remember, this year when it happened, I was like, you, there is no tank of Palooza because Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio are so much worse than every other team. They can afford to win games at this point, so there's no tanking at play because they've already accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. Uh, real quick before we get to Drew, so here's the process tonight. 
We don't, we are not watching the lottery. Don't be fooled. This, we get to see the lottery results. The lottery takes place beforehand in a closed room, which makes this ridiculous, by the way, because you have to trust what's happening. There are 14 teams in the lottery, Kelly. They ha- they're all weighted. Again, we talked about from worst record to the best record of the lottery teams. There's 14 ping pong balls, one, numbered 1 through 14. They will pull out combinations of four. There are 1,000 different permutations. By the way, there's 1,001 different permutations of it. One is a discard if it happens to come up. But of the 1,000 permutations, they proportionally assign. You ready for this? They assign combinations to teams proportionally based on their percentage chance. So in other words, the new, let me make it the easiest. The New Orleans Pelicans have the best record of all the lottery teams, and they have a 0.5% chance to get the number one pick. Therefore, only five of the 1,000 possible combinations of four balls that are randomly picked out of one through 14 oh, go to them. Okay, yeah. By the way, if it happens that a team gets the number one combination and then they get the number two, they discard and they do the two again. That was a great dumbed-down explanation. You're welcome. Uh, I was like, I have no idea what Gil just said. Yeah. yeah. That's how they do it. And by the way, they're timed. It's like 20 seconds for the first pull, then it's 10 seconds for the second ball, then it's 10 seconds for the third, 10 seconds for the fourth. The guy who's timing it, I kid you not, has his back to the thing. Like, it's this whole ridiculous process. We don't get to see any of it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your, that's your draft dissertation. We'll do more later. I got history. Uh, some of the great teams that have uh, tanked successfully. Let's talk about tonight's games. Drew Densick joins us from the Deep Dive podcast at NBC Sports. And, of course, or excuse me, the Bet, Ed, Bet the Edge at NBC Sports and Deep Dive, which is Densick Classic, which he does with Andy Molitor. How you doing? Drew tanned from his lair in the LBC. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm well, man. I'm learning about the uh, the draft lottery process as we speak. Uh, yeah, that was a fascinating breakdown there. I never really cared enough to try to figure out what was going on, but now I want to know more. <laughs> oh, I care deeply because all we get is we have to trust them, right? They come on the show and they're like, here's who sure. got the number one pick. I'm like, oh, that was great. Sure. I'm glad yeah. I'm assuming they're a little bit vague about it all because they want they want they like the uh, you know the rigged conversation that 14 teams fan bases are going to engage in tonight. Yeah, maybe they do. Although I don't know, the NBA has a pretty deep history of of rigging uh, uh, allegations. Maybe they don't want to <laughs> want to keep going with that. Uh, what about tonight? Let's talk about Denver and the Lakers. Game one, Denver favored by six. How do yeah. you see this? How do you see the whole series where Denver? <laughs> is about a minus 150, let's call it now, minus 160 favorite. Do you think that price is right? Yeah, I'm a little surprised that um, that the Nuggets have taken this much action. Um, I thought the opener was low. I uh, saw some minus 125 as we you know, got underway here with the uh, series market price. Uh, that obviously was, you know, I thought my, my number was minus 140. So I took a little bit of that, but couldn't get a very full stake down. And then you blink and it was like minus 160. So I'm pretty much out of this series as we uh, currently sit and wait for game one to play out. I'm surprised that uh, nuggets have taken money from minus five out to minus six. Um, I don't know that I see huge, obvious, you know, advantages for them in this particular game, in this particular matchup. And, um, it's going to take me a couple of games to really get my feet under me for this particular series, because we really have nothing to go on from the regular season. These teams played each other four times. Two of them happened in October when you had a very different Lakers team. Uh, one of them in December when you were kind of at full strength and then one in January where there was no AD and no, um, LeBron for the Lakers. So it's tough to say that you really know how they're going to match up. 
uh, and you know, years past that you had a very different Lakers kind of co- composition of, uh, of talent, uh, you know, or lack lack of talent outside of the two superstars. So, uh, it's tough to really say, um, I will say that I make the total a lot higher than two twenty-two and a half. I think that's probably the best way to attack this game tonight. Um, for, you know, last handful of series, we've seen the Lakers, uh, inclined to play into pace early in series, uh, and particularly on the road, just to try to make a game uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, of a high variance type of game where, you know, if their shooters are hitting their threes, if, you know, Ruby Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell are contributing offensively, then they have a better shot at getting a win and, you know, taking home court away from the nuggets here. So, uh, two and a half, I think is a, is a fair play to the over. And in general, as I look at the Denver nuggets, um, you can't be, you can't help, but be absolutely amazed and impressed and in awe of what uh, Nikola Jokic does offensively for this team, but they do have limitations defensively. I know Aaron Gordon, uh, people are kind of bringing him up as sort of the LeBron stopper in this matchup, but I definitely don't see him being as disruptive in terms of, uh, you know, stopping the passing lane, stopping, you know, LeBron initiating offense for this team. So uh, for me, at least, uh, this looks like a pretty wide open scoring overs type of uh, matchup. And the fact that you're getting, uh, you know, a low two twenties makes for a fair play to the over. Um, and I think, you know, as we get into games five, six, and seven in this series, cause I do think this is going to go, um, you know, potentially deep, maybe even the distance, uh, you know, we'll come back and, and try to get some unders if this starts to drift up. So. Uh, that's sort of my plan of attack is just looking to try to hammer at some totals here and, and just see if we can, can't find, uh, uh, find our way into, uh, you know, some advantage play on the, uh, on the over early and the under late. And that has been your, your success that you've had in this postseason is to sort of do these series game by game and see, and sort of feel the flow. Would you yeah, say? Bro, I mean, pretty much. I mean, that, that, I mean, <laughs> The playoffs to this point have been uh, controlled entirely by late series unders for me. Uh, and uh, even last night, kind of bored, uh, nothing to do because there was no basketball on. <laughs> Went to town hammering that hockey under, and that was uh, a lot of fun as well. But, uh, you know, I mean, you get into later in these series, and it's just, uh, you know, the the truth, the, the proof is in the pudding. Like, possessions reduce. It takes longer for teams to get into their offensive sets because, uh, they've seen it all. I, you know, the, the more experience you have, uh, preparing for and, uh, defending a team, the, you know, any offense that wants to get into their, uh, get into their rhythm and set up a shot with 14 seconds left on the shot clock. Well, now it takes an extra five, 10 seconds to get that look. Uh, and you know, on in, then even beyond that, uh, you know, as the game devolves into, you know, devolves from, Hey, this is our designed offense to this is just an ISO game where we need somebody to make something happen uh, that, you know, that absolutely tanks offensive efficiency. So uh, you tend to see that arc in every single, you know, best of seven series, particularly between two teams that are, you know, reasonably well matched. Uh, and I think that's what we got here. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not be- beating the drum that the Lakers have uh, some sort of, you know, uh, magic in their, you know, and left in their cap here to t- go to the finals. Cause I, pretty clearly see Denver as the better team with the best player. Um, but at the same time, there's a pretty huge gulf of experience here uh, playing at this level, at this stage of competition. Um, and I definitely have some questions about what, uh, um, you know, the role players around Jokic are going to be able to, pro- you know, to provide in terms of, uh, you know, winning contributions in a Lakers, you know, in, you know against this Lakers team that, you know, it's just playing as perfect, uh, you know, as mistake-free basketball as you can ask them to. 
I asked this of uh, of a guest yesterday. And I'll ask it of you. I, I, obviously, you lean Denver here, but if I ask the question, because I don't think this necessarily then creates the answer, Denver, but maybe it does. Which is, if I came to you after this is all said and done, and I said, "Hey, uh, from the future," and I said, "One of these teams, one of these teams actually crushed the other, either in a sweep or a gentleman's sweep." Which is the more likely to have gotten the best of that outcome? Like, where's the it, breakdown? Yeah, it's got to be Denver. But I would, I would even say, even if it's a four or five game, you know, Denver advances in four or five here, I think it's still going to be relatively competitive games. Hmm. Um, I don't see this. You know, I guess the the biggest surprise would be if one of these teams just has every advantage in the book and you know waltzes their way through. Uh, you know, relatively painlessly. I mean, you, you even saw it. Like, I I had a lot of Denver against the Suns. Uh, that was a a mispriced market from the open. I thought, and uh, I still am. You know, I'm. I was surprised it went to Game Six. Uh, you know, all of these teams are very very talented, and I think this is going to be a, a long series. All right, Drew's going to hang out with us for another segment. We'll talk Celtics Heat series with him. Celtics Heat Game One. See if he has any uh, tennis thoughts from Italy. What a wacky tournament that's been. Or if he has any thoughts for the PGA. Golf second major. Drew Dinsick on the other side. Numbers game. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days, and for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSIN for only $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets, NBA, and NHL playoffs. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays, though, made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also, a top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com/slash subscribe. We get tweets. At beating the book, uh, this is from. I always appreciate the feedback. By the way, this is from Jesse Welch, who said, "I saw uh, Wimbanyama at the Lone Arena Center Dollar Stadium, Arena Dollar Center Stadium too." Uh, es was it easy P- easy pickings too. Listening to your explanation of the draft process hurt my head. All in favor of going to the uncomplicated coin flip? No, you don't want that. Trust me. One coin, one flip. Here's Ralph Sampson. One coin, one flip. Here's Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Coach Brian, being, oh, here we go. Being a young Pacers fan in the early mid-80s, the coin flip lottery shaped my worldview about the NBA later in the 90s that nothing in capitals good would, would, ever, good would ever come to Indy. Instead of Ralph, Dream, and Ewing, we ended up with Kellogg, Stepanovich, and Tisdale. May he rest in peace. Yeah, man. I hear you. By the way, Drew uh, referred to the hockey game last night. Did you watch this? Yeah. Game oh, seven, stars cracking. Stars are up two to nothing. Crack and put the biscuit in the basket with just over 18 seconds left. It's two to one. You're like, oh, well, too little, too late. Now you score. And then, like, there was a face-off, right, with, I guess, just under or just uh, over nine seconds left. I can't remember. And I thought for a second that that was a perfect pass that was going to go in the back of the net. Did you think that for, like, a split yeah. second? You're like, yeah. oh, my God. That, by the way, that would have been unreal. They had a chance there. They had a chance. That would have been unreal. Anyway, what we have is uh, we have Carolina and Florida in the East. That begins on Thursday. Well, we got to wait till Thursday. I don't know. Uh, Then we have Vegas and the Stars in the West. Vegas is a minus. Andy McNeil had this as a coin flip. 
Uh, Vegas is actually a minus 140 series favorite, and then Carolina remains about a minus 135 favorite in the East. Or as uh, Las Vegas Chris uh, quipped (laughs) earlier on the show talking about this combination of these four teams, uh, I believe his comment was, hey, look, we have four of the original 31. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> playing in the finals, <laughs> which is a great comment. Drew joins us once again. Drew Ditzik from the uh, Deep Dive podcast that he does with Andy Molitor and, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Um, before we get to the uh, Celtics and Heat, anything in tennis today in Italy? Uh, I am currently sweating uh, Muhova Moneyline. I played her straight up against uh, Bedosa. Uh, she's got an early break, but uh, this is going to be a war. Um, she's having trouble consolidating here right now. And uh, yeah, this is probably going to go three sets. Um, it's been an interesting tournament so far. Um, I don't think anyone's touching Niga on the women's side of this one, but uh, the men's men's side has a lot of drama. Men's side is just, I mean, first of all, this is, I mean, Pagula and Sabalenka got knocked out of the women's side earlier. And then the, the girls that beat her, beat those two, Townsend, uh, Taylor Townsend and uh, Sophia Cannon, they lost immediately right after that. Yeah. Then you had the Marazan uh, Alcaraz upset yesterday. It's just mayhem. I, I actually am on uh, Shinwen Zhang, Zhang Shinwen on the ladies' nice. side today. I'm on Marazan at the big price. I'm on Hanfim again. I've probably won more on him than anybody. Um, in tennis today, but we'll see because the, the dogs don't get home on clay the way they do on a hard court. So, uh, bet accordingly, bet, uh, you know, deliberately, I should say, what about golf? Anything PGA or are you just doing, what are you doing with a PGA? I, I didn't even make numbers for this year's, Nothing. uh, PGA championship. No, I mean, I, you know, best of luck to anyone that's going to try to handicap this one. It's going to take luck. I think to win this tournament, every uh, report and every kind of boots on the ground, uh, you know, coverage of the way that they've set up Oak Hill is that it's going to be an absolute monster of yes. course, uh, extremely long, extremely pen, you know, penalizing rough, um, difficult, uh, whole setups, uh, you know, everything about it, uh, screams, uh, you know, if you're, if you're rooting for the course, you're going to have a great weekend. Um, but, the, uh, ultimately the, you know, I think the cream rises to the top here. It's just, it's such a top heavy PGA tour right now. If you're shopping in the, you know, outside of the 30 to one range, you're, you know, you're probably, uh, you know, going to have a bummer of a weekend, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't make numbers for it. Yeah. I got Rory and Scotty and I, that's exactly right. The, the word is, is that it's not quite us open rough, but it's a notch right below that. And a winning score the estimates are about four to six under. For the yeah. whole tournament. So we'll see. Scotty Scheffler, the short shot right now, followed closely by John Rahm. Uh, okay, Celtics heat. That begins tomorrow in the East. The Celtics are massive favorites. Now, I had everybody on the show yesterday, including our very own Kelly Bidlin, who's on the show. And everybody believes that this series price is justified. Do you? Six dollars in favor I of the Celtics. I don't. I don't. I think that's... Uh, I don't either. I don't. I didn't play it though. Uh, I don't have the intestinal fortitude to go to war with their expulster and this, you know, this, uh, this crew of characters. I, I ultimately would expect Boston comes through here, but, um, uh, I, not, not just the series price, but the game one price Celtics are out to eight and a half. This yes. Is eight crazy. and a half. Crazy to me. There is way too much familiarity between these two teams. There is way too much of a coaching advantage on the Heat to expect this to be, uh, you know, a coronation experience for the Celtics in the East. I think this is going to be another one where market is saying short series, and I'm looking at war. Uh, I like over five and a half games here. I can't believe that's priced the way it is. I think this is this is could this could 
clearly go six or seven. Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to play the heat to win the series. Ultimately, um, I'm not going to play uh, uh money line. I don't, you know, at least at this point, I mean, plus plus 300 for game one is wild, uh, but That's eight good. and a half points, eight and a half points, I think is a bet. I I'm, mean, I'm playing the eight and a half. Yeah. If I'm wrong, you know, tip of the cap, I'm prepared to yeah. lose that bet, but I'm taking the points. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, realistically, like the, the Celtics, um, you know, the, the, way that they emerged from that uh, matchup against the Sixers was obviously, you know, I think that's influencing the market to some degree. You know, if it wasn't such a emphatic thump in, uh, in the third and fourth, really the third quarter of uh, that game seven, I think people would be trying to make the case for the dog here. And you might see a very different market uh, kind of materialize, but you know, everybody's like, Oh yeah, Jason Tatum scored 50 points. He's the best player in the series. Celtics have the, you know, the third, fourth, fifth and sixth best best players in the series after uh, Jimmy Butler. And oh, by the way, Jimmy Butler's hurt. So yes, Celtics are going to romp. Well, you know, this is now the third time in four years that these teams are meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals. There is a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, shared experience here about how you want to attack in a, you know, best of seven series. And I think these are going to be really hard fought games. Um, I'm hopeful that we see some overs early here because I would like to go back to the well on these on, on some unders. Um, But uh, yeah, I think realistically the, um, the key, the key matchup aspect. And I don't have, uh, you know, a ton of a, you know, support for this, but I will never forget the bubble, uh, Eastern conference finals where Miami deployed a zone defensive scheme that utterly broke the brain of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like they had virtually <laughs> no idea what to do with it. And at the time it was, uh, Brad Stevens was the coach and he could not solve it. Uh, last year, you know, Ime Odoka, I didn't think had a specific, especially good answers for the zone defense scheme that uh, Spolster rolled out. Uh, and I, I mean, if Joe Missoula solves it, I, again, I, I'll tip my hat. I, I don't think it's coming. Uh, and I think, you know, ultimately the, the heat defense could really frustrate the Celtics in this series. And it's, it's going to make call. these games closer. It's yeah. going to make them more competitive. And I think taking the points is the right way to go. What is this sorcery? This two, three zone we're seeing, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, unsolvable. I, I, I've harkened back with the heat too. And I don't know if I'm characterizing them correctly, but you know, we, we delve in analytics and, I'm I'm reminded of of an exchange I witnessed at the Sloan Sports Conference at MIT years ago between Dr. Bob and Jackie McMullen, who followed the Celtics. And at the time, Rajon Rondo was playing for the Celtics. So was Jared Sullinger. And Dr. Bob was adamant that Jared Sullinger was actually the key to the Celtics. Like his plus minus was so great, right? And Jackie McMullen, who doesn't delve in analytics, who watches the games, like, what are you talking about? Rajon Rondo is the greatest player. And this, by the way, I had said this to Mark Spears, once from ESPN, his head exploded. The heat are that thing we can't process with our eyes and our brain. And I mentioned this last week. Kirk Goldsberry did a great thing. Deflections, first out of 16 playoff teams. Loose balls recovered, first out of the 16 playoff teams in this postseason. Charges drawn, first out of the 16 postseason teams. Screen assists. They do all these, number one, by the way, they do all these things that we as viewers and as you know, mainstream analysts don't seize upon when reviewing a game, we don't process it like we do. Oh, there's Jason Tatum scoring 51. Oh, there's a Tomahawk jam because basketball is jazz like that. Right. So, and we're wowed mm-hmm. by the athleticism, but those are the details that make this team so different. So in many ways, their team analytics, we'll see if that gets them any further than they have gotten already. 
Yeah, I completely agree with all that. And I would only add that they just, they don't make mistakes. <laughs> They're yeah. very well coached. They're very disciplined. Uh, and I can't say any of that about the Celtics. The Celtics are sloppy. They lose games. They have no business losing. Like they have, they no show at home and in big spots in ways that, you know, a championship team just doesn't do that. And I'm not saying that's ultimately going to doom the Celtics from winning a title. I think they are realistically should be the favorites to win the title this year. But um, I know I'm, I'm going to be betting a lot heat in this series game by game and then ultimately going to probably take whoever wins the West uh, to win the title. I love it. Good luck on Makova, Drew. Appreciate the time as always. All right. Best of luck today, guys. Drew Dinsing, everybody. Whale underscore capper. And uh, he was on Hardwood Handicappers with you last week, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. him co-hosting one episode when JVT had uh, kids duty. Okay. We're coming back. See you, Najad. PGA. Talk next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. numbers game on vcent the sports betting network bet mgm an official sports betting partner of the nhl laces up with a playoff parlay insurance offer place a one game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to 25 dollars if you miss one leg enjoy the playoffs like never before with bet mgm's daily promotions boosted hot specials and parlay selection features throughout the postseason log in now or sign up and opt in to get back up to 25 dollars in bonus bets if one leg in your one game parlay falls short bet mgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices visit bet GM.com for T's and C's, 21 over, 21 and over, that is. New customer offer, all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the, uh, the feedback. LFC title records. Uh, Gil's excitement for the NBA lottery can only be paralleled with young Dr. Bob being in love. The only question is, can Gil feel his face? from yesterday that story seemed to really land for some uh let's see uh nathan mallon said oh yeah they're asking about tennis picks can we flash up my tennis picks at some point here as well because they're about to start i guess uh because michael barbosa said they haven't appeared on so it was a bill we, we we figured out that they hadn't we realized yesterday and today they hadn't shown up so it's yannick hanfman uh plus 245 he is uh my long shot play against andre rublev fabian morazan plus 190 against borna korich 
Uh, Clay numbers say that those are good prices. I'm playing them. And then Zhang Xin Wen, plus 106, taking on Veronica Kudermatova on the lady side. So three dogs, two big, one short. Let's get them home. And I have the Heat, plus eight and a half as well. Sia Najad joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Always a pleasure to have Sia on. He's a PGA and NFL analyst for Sportsline, co-host of the First Cut Podcast at Sia Najad. That's S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D on Twitter. How you doing, Sia? I'm doing well. I got to say, I enjoyed the conversation you just had with Drew in regard to the unquantifiables with yes. the Miami Heat, whether it's Spolstra or Pat Riley or Jimmy Butler. Uh, it's just such an amazing team when you look at their roster versus literally everybody else that's been in the playoffs over the last five, 10 years. It's amazing. D- uh, I want to say it was Dean Oliver who said this also, and I, I still remember this line, which is, and he does analytics for years in the NBA. And he said, you know, the human being can see one game better than analytics, but analytics sees all games better than humans. And I think that's just a great sort of shorthanded way of describing it. And it really does encapsulate the heat because we don't process it. We just, it doesn't work. We're like, how are they doing this? How is Jimmy Butler like slow as could be just sort of backing up, getting to his spot and score? like, how is this happening? Uh, we'll see. Well, if I we, mean, yeah. I'll punctuate it with this. And, and it's it's the Eric Spolster, maybe some Pat Riley factor too. I mean, I've been saying, I don't know why he's not getting coach of the year every single year, but yeah. I, I tweet this literally once a year where I'm like, Eric Spolster is the best coach. I mean, I've literally been doing it for like three years. He's just not getting the attention because they don't have a lot of splash with their win loss record and with their roster. But uh, Spolstra is an unquantifiable. He's He's great. All right, let's get to the PGA. It's at Oak Hill. I uh, was just talking to Drew about it. Again, all the reports are the rough is just, I mean, the pictures of it. Uh, it's a bear. And uh, if you're watching Golf Channel this week on the lead up to the PGA, you're like, these guys are flummoxed by it. Uh, not quite U.S. Open rough, but right, in, you know, a notch right below that. Winning score, some people are predicting between four under, six under. You got a bunch of bets, though. How are you approaching this? Yeah, well, first of all, I think you're right. I mean, it's pretty clear boots on the ground that, you know, the, the rough is very thick. We're going to probably have some weather mixed in, maybe some rain over the weekend. It's a long course. It's probably going to be made longer for two reasons. One is because of potential weather over the weekend, but also because some of these guys are coming out or will be coming out in colder conditions where the ball's not going to fly. And you're going to want the ball to fly here to carry some of the bunkers to get your iron play um, in decent position for your second shot. So it's going to be, and by the way, the bunkers super deep, people are going to have trouble with, with these bunkers. The short game is definitely going to come into play in a big way. Uh, you know, so what I'm looking at from, from an outright standpoint and just from a success standpoint is guys who have the complete game guys who can, you know, smash it off the tee to some degree, although that's not necessarily like the main thing I'm looking at, but I, I want some carry distance. I want guys who are good off the tee, have some distance, but the all around game's important. The putter around the green. I look at global stats, like weighted tee to green to kind of encompass a lot of that stuff, which would of course encompass around the green approach and off the tee. So I'm looking for those well-rounded players. And I think I found some in terms of my betting card. All right. And by the way, uh, the uh, over under the total for uh, the winning score is 10 and a, under 10 and a half. Kelly, is that what it is? That's what one shop opened it up at. I don't know if that's moved uh, completely, but yes, okay. that was the number. Ooh, okay. Feels undery. Mm. All right. And so yeah. with all of that as a backdrop, you landed on whom for an outright? Well, speaking of all around game and, and guy, a guy who can do it with his short game, Patrick Cantley. I mean, he, he literally does everything. Well, if you look at his strokes game metrics, they're great. If you look at his major record, it's not like outstanding, like a Scotty Shuffler or John Rom, but I do think he's due. And when you look at the number on Patrick Cantley at around 20 to one, 
it's just so much more palatable than than like a John Rahm at plus 750 or or a, a Scotty Scheffler. Listen, I think John Rahm probably is going to win this tournament, but I'm not willing to bet it at plus 750. And I think Cantlay is in an echelon just below John Rahm, and I think he can win this tournament again. Has the all-around game. Jason Day at 28 to one. He's coming off a win. Um, I, I've been kind of rooting for this guy for some time because the strokes gain metrics have kind of spoken to the fact that he is fully back. I actually wasn't on him last week, but I think 28 to one, even though that number's come down since the win, I think it's a fair number. I think he has the all around game off the tee with approach and with the short game. And then two relative long shots, Terrell Hatton, he's been bet down. He opened at around 65 to one market respecting him. He's at 46 to one. Now he absolutely has the all around game, the ball striking. He's absolutely crushed it and he can get hot with the short game as well. I think he's tailor made for this type of course that has trouble lurking pretty much everywhere. And then Ricky Fowler has a long shot. He, he is just kind of up and coming in terms of where his game is at versus where it was perhaps a year ago. I think 75 to one is a very fair number on Ricky Fowler. He should probably be in that 60, 55 to one range. When you clicked the mid on Jason day, was there a little voice inside your head that was like, Oh no, back to back. It's never going to happen. And then you clicked it anyway. Yeah, because, you know, I did. And, 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 you know, I always think about stuff like that, but this is a major and of all the personalities and personality profiles that I, that I'd want to maybe look at and be like, oh, maybe he'll take a step back, have a few too many beers. Jason Day's really not that guy. I think he looks extremely motivated. I, I really don't factor in last week's win at all in terms of it affecting him and maybe having sort of a downswing uh, this week. Again, if the number was like 20 to one, I wouldn't be on it, but I think 28 to one is too long for a guy that we've seen has been hot for some time now. Yeah. Well, you said he's not the type of guy to swig a couple beers. I, again, I'll mention, I've mentioned it many times on the show before my hard rock story, five 30 in the morning, me coming into the hard rock, Jason day coming out to play crack a dong golf. He is dedicated. <laughs> he's not doing the beer thing. That's for sure. All right. And then you had top twenties and top forties. You included Matthew Fitzpatrick in a top 20. Yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 110. I really like him. I considered him as an outright play at 35 to 1. I think if you want to play that, that's fine. But listen, if you're talking about all around game, he absolutely has it. He's good on tough courses. And he has really turned it around. He had a neck injury that he was shaking off. And so if you looked at his game early in the year of 2023, not very good. But over the last three measured tournaments, he has completely turned it around and shown us sort of the Matt Fitzpatrick of old, like last year where he was really emerging. He's pretty long off the tee, longer than people think. The approach game is there, but more particularly, he will not be rattled by the short game. He'll be one of the better guys, you know, out of the bunkers, out of the rough. I think Matthew Fitzpatrick is is kind of a steal in the top 20 market at plus 110. Wyndham Clark, Corey Connors is top 40s. Yeah, I, I think both of these guys are really good. I didn't really want to consider longer numbers in the top 20 market. They rate out really well. When you're looking at weighted tee to green, weighted approach, short game in particular with Wyndham Clark. By the way, I had him to win two weeks ago. It hit 75 to one. Happy to see that. He is an emerging golfer. I've been on him for quite some time now. He is going to be in a conversation a year from now. We're going to be talking about him in a different echelon of golfer. And, and I think he's still on the ascent. Top 40 plus 105, really like that. All right, what matchups did you land on too? Uh, I'll, I'll, I've got four here. John Rahm over Scotty Scheffler. I, I just, I'm surprised Rahm is the underdog here. I'll, I'll take John Rahm to over really anybody just because I think he's going to win this tournament. Patrick Cantley over Rory McIlroy. I'm just not convinced Rory McIlroy's game is back. And Patrick Cantley gives me the consistency I want. So him as a dog to Rory, I'll take that as well. Terrell Hatton, I absolutely love Mac. He, I have him over Max Homa at minus 110. Homa showed me something at the Wells Fargo that he might be back, but I'm not really convinced. And Hatton has done it over a longer period of time this year where I'm going to go ahead and take Hatton over Homa. And then Tommy Fleetwood as a dog. These are really all dogs except the Hatton, which is minus 110 each way. Fleetwood plus 105 over Sam Burns. 
I think Fleetwood is sneaky, sneaky good for this course, and I don't know what to expect from Sam Burns. I think he could crash and burn, if you will. So uh, Tommy Fleetwood, as a dog to Sam Burns, I'll take that. He has the all-around game. All right, see, I know you don't like being known as the first-round leader guy, but you've earned it. You're the first-round leader guy. You got 45 seconds. Who did you bet for that? So caveat here, this could change, or I might add one or two because tee times aren't out yet. They'll come out in a couple of hours, but I do like the numbers on Matthew Fitzpatrick for all the reasons I just mentioned, Terrell Hatton, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, and a surprise long shot at 90 to one. Taylor Moore is doing things off the tee on approach with the putt around the green game is a little sketchy for him, but if he dials in on approach and gets it on the green greens and regulation at 90 to one, very fair number. Taylor Moore could do it. All right. See ya firing on the PGA championship. Appreciate it, man. Great seeing you. Love being on. Can't wait to be back. Thanks. See you. Najad. You will be back for sure. See you, Najad, a PGA and a NFL analyst for sports line, co-host of the first cut podcast. You can follow him on Twitter again at Sia Najad, S I A N E J A D. You know, the difference between Sia and you and me is Kelly, the, the number one primary difference. What's that? He can pull off that yellow shirt. and We don't even bat an eye, but if you and I tried that, <laughs> We'd be laughing at each other all day. I look like a fat bumblebee in that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> fat bumblebee, Kelly Bidlin. We'll come back. Paul Carr on the Champions League, Chrissy Andrews in studio. And, oh, surprise, I got more to say about the lottery. A walk down memory lane next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 